Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Fucking happy hour, everyone. Is this a week for happy hour or Oh, yeah. It's the happiest of hours. Oh, Oh. my God. Inauguration week. And uh, I'm telling first of all, you would think the two scariest of our guests, Sarah Kenzior and Dr. Doom, Dr. Irwin Fred Hunter, would be the biggest cock blocking buzz kills ever. But they were almost, they were both giggly. They were kind of giggly this week over Sarah Sarah over uh, that we've defeated fucking autoc- autocracy bitches authoritarianism yep. which she's been warning about forever we yep. defeated it by a hair but we defeated it and uh, i'm telling you dr redliner isn't it hilarious like he turned overnight from the tragedy mask to the comedy mask yeah like yeah. all all the doctors on tv right just even with sound dr. Fauci. Down, <laughs> dr fauci's yeah. like chuckles the clown now <laughs> his laugh is a vaccine yeah Oh my now, God. We should call Dr. Doom Dr. Bombay now. <laughs> Dr. Bombay, totally Dr. Bombay. <laughs> oh my God. What a week we got through. We were saying just the whiplash alone yeah. from this end of this Trump shit show to all this just joy and diversity and competence and oh, so boring. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> Joanne Worley lives to serve, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, and we're all in our different stages of COVID recovery. I, I'm, I have a little smell and taste back. Travis, you have most of it back, right? I think it's back. I, I, I'm tasting things that I that I would not have been able to taste two weeks ago. Chris is dealing. Grandpa's still dealing with a little bit of fatigue. A little bit, yeah. Which is hard because you go to bed at six o'clock anyway, so it's hard for oh, you to tell. Earlier than that. You do five? Oh, that's true. I've tried yeah. you at five o'clock and had yeah. no fucking luck. Nope. <laughs> he puts that do not disturb on and he means it <laughs> but you yeah you got your smell and taste back almost right away in a few days yeah, so you're, I only, yeah. well I, I my smell i lost my sense of smell for about four days i never really completely lost my taste um yeah. and, it, and it started to come back after a day so yeah yeah if you want to know what behind the scenes is like here it's you're like i smelled my own fart today yeah and we're all like yay, yay who's, who's a big, big boy? boy who's a big boy <laughs> That's uh, wow. That's that's what counts for great a great day in, yep. <laughs> at the end of Donald Trump's America. I yeah. smelled my own shit show. Uh, Yay! Yeah. And you've been Andy. You've been grabbing your own pussy all morning. Oh my god, doing the well, show from home. Has well, been. yeah. Uh, Boots likes to crawl around when I'm working on the computer. So yeah, yeah. 
we're all exposed to our own crazy pet voices now during a regular yeah. show mm-hmm. since we're doing it remotely. We're just yeah. like, oh, I made a kitty do. Who's a kitty? Who just woke up? Ooh. Okay. Who's got Did- no pink nose? Didn't didn't cats always just wake up? I mean, it's not like fucking breaking news. Well, I found out that they do sleep the entire time that I'm at work, usually. Yeah. Oh, so is that why we get so many? Who just woke up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The Boots usually wakes up in hour three of the show. Oh. Well, we're in morning radio, so we assume you're talking to us. I'm like, I did. I just woke up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> all right listen happy happy hour you deserved it resistance viva yep. la resistance <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh yeah please enjoy uh sarah kenzior and dr doom yep on uh, this week's happy hour Yeet it. All right, we just we want to have the bejesus scared out of us one last time before the inauguration, and so yeah. you better everybody everybody light your Blair Witch Project uh, flashlight under your face and say good morning <laughs> to Sarah Kenzior of a Gaslit Nation and just Yay. general awesomeness. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? I've, I've missed you so. <laughs> I've missed you too. From the first time I saw you on television and, and fell in love with you, and I was like, that lady is the only one at the correct level of alarm. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I think I saw you on Joy Reid screaming, this isn't an administration, it's a transnational crime syndicate, and they need to be imprisoned immediately. And I was like, yeah. I love her. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it it was and yep. remains but it yep. is now one in exile so thumbs up oh my god congratulations are uh, you one of one of the leaders of the resistance but you know andrea you've been talking about authoritarianism and you know he's going to attempt a coup and you've been right about everything sadly mm-hmm. not like you wanted to be right Oh, God, no. The entire time I've been hoping I was wrong. And I was wrong on a couple of things. I mean, he didn't go to war with Iran. Very glad about that. Um, The rest of it largely came true. And that's extremely tragic and and horrible for our country. Um, You know, and I hope moving forward, people are more vigilant and they have learned lessons from this. And, um, you know, everybody got a crash course in civics with the emphasis on crash. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll be able to rebuild in a a more uh, profound way moving forward. Yeah, but Sarah, you also have level have uh, mirrored my level of alarm over the inauguration. You've said yes. over and over on Twitter the inauguration should be held in a secure location and aired online and on television. It should not be a public event on a national landmark. I mean, given the pandemic and that we just had an attempted coup and a violent insurrection, I'm like, and everything is virtual anyway today because of the pandemic. The DNC, mm-hmm. like, why? Why are we taking this chance today? I'm still so nervous. Are you? I'm extremely nervous. You know, I'm having flashbacks when I was a kid and my teachers told me I was about to watch an exciting astronaut adventure and then I watched the Challenger explode. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of vibe. Now I see what yes, form Sarah that, that was the, I think my whole generation was formed by that event. <laughs> I, I'm with you there, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, obviously I don't want anything to happen. That's why I've been very adamant about, you know, it's better to play it safe than sorry. And 
And, you know, the Biden uh, team has taken pains to try to suss out bad actors and to try to make things safe. But as they've been doing that, they have found numerous bad actors within the National Guard. We know there were bad actors within the Capitol Police. We know that there are quiet long-term plots. I mean, one of the mistakes people you know make about Trump is thinking he's incompetent or that he can't pull off um, you know, a plan or that he'll always blurt it out. People did not fully realize what was happening with the attack on the Capitol. They knew there was going to be one because the, you know, the participants announced that. But I think that a lot of the spectacle of it, you know, the QAnon shaman and, and so forth, was meant to hide the really frightening stuff, the bombs, the people there, you know, who sought out to murder representatives of our Congress. Like that is extremely frightening stuff. And it just shows there is no bottom and that anything is possible. So I do wish they had made this a virtual event, just like the Democratic National Convention. That was virtual. Yeah. Everyone liked yeah. it. it. Worked out great. Yeah. So yeah. fingers crossed, but I am worried. Well, no, I said, this, Sarah, I don't know what movie analogy do you want, like, you know, the uh, Manchurian candidate or something, but you're like, oh, I see. So the Secret Service has to also protect him against possibly our National Guard and rogue actors that have still infiltrated. You know? And I against mean, the Secret it, Service. Like one of them yeah. went on to go be a Trump advisor for a little while. Like, that's not great for Joe Biden, oh, so, you know. No, you know, Sarah, you're right. There's that story as well, that they, they had some concern about pro-Trumpers in the Secret Service. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's all nerve-wracking, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if there were more time, you know, because we know that Trump was obstructionist, he was refusing to let Biden proceed with right. the transition, he was blocking him, and that created a very narrow window for the Biden team to be prepared um, for these kind of threats. I think if they had more time, they'd be able to find, you know, all bad yeah. actors, people with ties to militia groups and so forth, but they don't. I mean, it's going to start in like an hour, and so I'm hoping... Yeah. Everything's well, good. That's why. But that's why I book. That's why I booked you now because they still have time to listen to you. <laughs> yes. And you've been right about everything. I'm just saying there's 45 minutes to listen to they, Sarah Kenzie or who's been right about everything. They can make it virtual. I, I think you know you could pull off I mean, anything. That's the lesson of the Trump years. <laughs> but, uh, but Sarah, it's you know we're going to find, and I think already have that there are members of Congress that were involved in this. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just, it, we're not crazy. This isn't a conspiracy theory, right? No, there are it's members a conspiracy. of Congress that gave reconnaissance tours of the Capitol to these insurrectionists. Yeah, absolutely. It's a flat out conspiracy against the United States by members of the United States Congress, abetted mm -hmm. by foreign actors, abetted by domestic terrorists, but they were directly involved. They attacked our own country. I mean, there's no more severe offense. And one of the people who encouraged it was, is my Senator, Josh Hawley, who I think should be removed immediately, along oh with all of the other Republicans who plotted this, Mo Brooks and, and the rest of and those congressmen. They're traitors. And, and by the way, he continued being a traitor yesterday, Sarah, and yeah. he's blocking, he's going to block the head of the Department of Homeland Security, which we desperately need more than anybody right now. And of course, because of over the wall, over building this stupid wall or whatever he's saying that, you know, that is not our threat. As we've just found out and you and others have been saying for years, white supremacist right wing uh, lunatics are our number one threat in America, right?
Yeah, 100%. And, you know, Holly's an opportunist, but he's just, he's somebody with a moral void, you know, and the acts that he's perpetrating right now are evil and anti-American and, and very serious and they need to be out. I think some are still kind of trapped in this mode of thinking of this as, you know, hyper-partisanship, but it's so much worse than that. You know, this is putting our national security at risk. This is trying to prevent Biden's administration from serving the American public. And the American public has not been served for four years. We haven't been served anything but can conspiracies, lies, and threats. And so they have a tremendous amount of work to do and they need to get on it fast. And of course the Republicans yeah. are going to try to block them, but it's great that the Democrats have the House, the Senate, the presidency, they should be as forceful as possible at pushing back at that. They don't need to be polite. They don't need to shake hands Agreed. or reach across the aisle to people who want to punch them in the face. Like they just need Agreed. to get work done. Sarah, it's agreed because they're so craven. You wouldn't put it past them to be hoping there's an attack on Joe Biden's watch where they can go, oh, and then, you know, they won't even take any responsibility that they didn't confirm, a, you know, a Homeland Security director. They'll just go, oh, well, look what happened on Joe Biden's watch already. I mean, I forgot Joss Hawley is your senator. Don't you think, I mean, don't you think and do you think he and Cruz could still be expelled the more we this is this investigation goes on, time is not going to be their friend, is it? Yeah, I, I think the more details that we know, I think, and and the more that Biden manages to break through the morass of confusion and lies that Trump has created, we've already sort of seen this since Trump has been right. kicked off of Twitter. It's like the air is clearing. People will begin yeah. to see with clarity that this was a domestic terrorist attack. This was like a internal 9-11 style attack and people could have died. We're very lucky mm -hmm. that they didn't. And I think yeah. when they see that they had accomplices right there in Congress, of course those people need to be removed. Of course they're national security threats. And my representative is Cori Bush. So it's an interesting situation to live in St. Louis right now where my representative <laughs> is trying to remove my Senator, but I, I fully am backing her and everybody else who are taking this she's, seriously. They're taking America she's seriously. Great. Yeah, I like didn't you love that. Didn't you love the sound of of a congressional sphincter snapping shut when she called Trump a white supremacist <laughs> yes. on yes. the floor of Congress. So it was awesome. It was offended. so St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're more they're more offended by her saying he's a white supremacist than him being a white supremacist. So that yeah. was, yeah. That, um, but you tweeted the U.S. is still in an enormous amount of trouble and we will have an enormous amount of work to rebuild and ensure that I never use, the, um, uh, I have to utter that phrase again in reference to a different Trump you said, but man, it's going to be so nice to get him the hell out of the White House. I mean, I, and there's his whole grifter family. I mean, honestly, I hope they all go to prison. I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, he has a world of legal pain ahead of him, don't you think? Mm -hmm. He should. I mean, he should have had a world of legal pain behind him 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, Donald and Iva Donald Jr. and Ivanka should have been indicted 10 years ago. They weren't because of Cy Vance, who now says he's no longer running um, in his race, you know, in his, um, the Manhattan DA. And so, you know, there have been a lot of unpunished crimes and a lot of people who've escaped consequences who then went on to commit more crimes through this administration and escape consequences again through pardons, you know, Manafort, Stone, Flynn, and so on and so forth. They absolutely need to be held accountable because the great lesson of this is that if you don't hold them accountable early, they just come back in a new Republican administration. Bill Barr is another example of that. You know, the GOP cover-up guy, like they're getting older and older, but they're also spawning new variants and people like Holly and Cruz. And of course, 
in the Trump crime dynasty, which they're trying to build, especially with Ivanka, but also with Don Jr., possibly with Lara Trump, who's also interested in political office. This is a mafia family that has mm -hmm. infiltrated our political institutions, and people should view it as such. You know, that's not an exaggeration. That's a statement of fact. You know, I documented it. Many others have documented it. Um, the Mueller report and Mueller probe should have done something about it. They didn't. Now's the time to do something. Now's the time for the investigation that we deserved all along and the prosecutions that are well merited. And, and Sarah, you know, I keep making this, you know, first of all, when you have Auschwitz t-shirts, F you for saying we can't call them Nazis anymore. I mean, and I'm sorry, the Hitler analogies are apropos, as you know, as an authoritarian scholar, Hitler had a failed coup before he had a successful coup. This is why we have to start with him being convicted in the Senate and prevented from ever coming to power again, and then let the legal system go and the state and local and all of that. But I mean, for instance, what do you think he's doing with declassifying this Russian information? I mean, the one thing I'm told is that he's not going to be able to do this by noon today, I hope. But what do you think he's trying to do by declassifying? I mean, go ahead. I wouldn't necessarily trust any information that Trump declassifies as full, accurate, or even real. I mean, that's right. the thing with him, right. is I could easily see him inventing intelligence, releasing intelligence selectively. He's building a narrative. He's creating propaganda. That's all intelligence is to him. I also think he's about to go sell a lot of our intelligence, and so is Kushner right. and others in his fold. And so that is another security threat. I've been worried about that for a while. Um, I want the full story of Trump and Russia out. That story is extremely damning to Donald Trump, so I don't know I why he wants it out. Sarah, <laughs> like, Sarah, everyone that laughed about, oh, the Mueller report, it was nothing. I still don't think we're done, Sarah. Whatever he's trying to declassify, I it's like good. I, I, I'm with Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton who said, let's have a 9-11 style commission and get to the mm -hmm. bottom of this Russia mm -hmm. thing. Not for vengeance, Sarah, to, to protect our national security and from this ever happening again, get to the bottom of what happened with Russia because you and I both know it and Bill Barr, you know, C-blocked it for Donald Trump. But we're going to see the unredacted Mueller report. We're going to find out more information, whether classified or not, don't you think? Yes, and it's it's the Russian mafia. It's Semyon Mogilevich and you know his Russian mafia operation, which is connected to the Kremlin and to other foreign governments. And Trump and his cohort have been embedded in it for decades, and it's infiltrated our institutions. Robert Mueller warned about it in 2011. Mm -hmm. No one did anything. It's like the great untouched subject. People don't even like it when I say that name, and I get that because he's the head of the Russian mafia. So like it mm -hmm. is genuinely frightening, and I think it's frightened a lot of our representatives and officials into silence. But the time of silence needs to end. Silence just leads to complicity and violence and great harm on Americans. And as frightening as this threat is, um, we need to take it on. But I don't think it's it's mysterious. And if Trump declassifies the Russia stuff, I feel like all it's going to show is like, wow, Obama didn't do a great enough job of catching me, the great criminal, the criminal yeah. of all criminals. Like, <laughs> totally. I don't know yeah. how that makes him look good. You know what I mean? And he might be trying to make the Obama administration look incompetent, but he's the criminal. And they're just like, they didn't I know. fast enough. I but know. I, mean, I that, know. You know. Well, here's the good news for all of us in the resistance. Uh, you tweeted, no change is a hand for Gaslit Nation. Andrea mm -hmm. Chalupa and I uh, studied corruption in the U.S. and autocracy abroad before the Trump administration. We studied it during the administ administration of Trump. We'll study it after the Trump administration. Our goal is a world in which our areas of expertise are not so relevant. Um, that is great news. And I Hearing the challenger story, it may it, it tells me who Sarah Kensior is today. <laughs> Take I, nothing for granted, guys. Me, can I, yeah. can I, just I, was, I was seven years old, you know. Can I just tell you, 
This would have been you. My next door neighbor, when I lived in Crone on the Hudson, had a half coyote dog, like a half, you know, it was very sweet, but it was half coyote. And I remember there were campers that, you know, were going by her house and her dog killed a deer right in front of all these campers. Oh my God. And, yeah. and, she did, and she said to the camp leader, she goes, well, if you're teaching them about nature, I think this is a pretty good lesson. Oh, no. And then, and then she was at the beach, and the same thing happened to a seagull in front of a bunch of kids. And she's like, listen, kids have to learn about nature. I'm like, Andrea Chalupa would have been in all of those groups of children. <laughs> yeah, we both would have. I mean, it's that, yeah. that's how we uh, that's how we grew up. <laughs> so, and now we've seen the consequences of it. And yeah. it's, uh, it's as awful as it is to see these things, and you obviously don't want them to happen. Um, you know, prevention is the best cure in many cases. Yep. Absolutely. I hope you'll come visit us often, Sarah. And congratulations. We made it to the promised yes. land only another hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed, everybody. So yeah. let's hope for a safe and peaceful inauguration. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sarah. See you Thank next time. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I listen, uh, even though I have COVID, I am uh, I was laser focused on uh, uh, the email that said I look beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you, Plexiderm. I still put it on no matter what. I'm like, I don't I'm not going to these under eye things are not going to on yeah. top of everything else. Right. Do you yep. have a, do you have your own do you have your own personal WTF face? I do. Just what is happening oh, now? What? Yeah. I can't. I don't. Ooh. I what? You have the I literally can't even anymore face. Uh Plexiderm can take care of all of that, right? Even when you smile, when you feel hope, you're like, oh, crow's feet now. Wrinkles, under eye bags, crow's feet. I'm telling you, the pictures and the TV commercials you see, they're actually not voodoo. They're real. Totally real. I do it every morning. I look right in the mirror. I'm like, OMG, I think this works in like a minute or something. Mm -hmm. I do it right under my eyes and... uh, uh, there you go. I still get the, uh, you look, you know, I may, it may have inched up a little from 35 on Twitter, but eh, I'll take it. <laughs> Try it. See what I'm talking about. Six application trial pack, only $14.95. Free shipping. Go to buyplx.com slash voices or call them at 800-685-1292. Say the code voices. Free shipping. 30-day money-back guarantee. You've got nothing to lose except right. the wrinkles, fine lines, and under eye bags. That is buyplx.com slash voices or 800-685-1292. And say the code voices at checkout. Oh my God! Too much goodness. Too much. I, we're gonna we're gonna need to get something from the doctor to help us calm down. I don't. Yes. Is, is he Doctor Doom anymore? Or is uh, is he gonna be like Doctor Delirious now? No. I don't know. I'm gonna get that news from him because he's so handsome. Doctor Irwin Ledlow joins us now. Doctor Doom. Medical expert. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Dr. Irwin Redliner is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. <laughs> he, he could be like princess, you know, doctor, everything going to be all right. We might have to change your name. I swear, yeah. Doc, like, even, even with the sound down on TV, all of the doctors yesterday just had these big smiles. I mean, it. It must feel amazing to you that science is back, that experts are back, mm-hmm. that listening to doctors is back, right? 
Yeah, it's stunning, Stephanie. The contrast between yesterday and the day before yesterday were, was absolutely amazing. It's like we all got this massive injection of a good-feeling tonic that is changing everything. And, and the things that I thought actually would take a long time to come back seemed to happen like instantly, like a light switch was turned on. And all of a sudden, there's respect for science, there's organization, there's a master plan, very detailed. And I think we're all feeling like, oh my God, this is this is the way it should be and the way it should have right. been. Imagine how many people would be alive if, if we had had Joe Biden. Like I mean, think about that because there's probably 300,000 excess deaths of the 400,000, yeah. at least 300,000 would have survived had we done things correctly. And uh, that's heartbreaking. Um, and Doc, and Doc, your friend, Dr. Fauci, who you talk to all the time, I mean, just the fact today that we were already back in the World Health Organization and Dr. Fauci is there representing the United States of America sends a huge message, doesn't it? Oh, incredible. Incredible. And it's the details like that. You know, so like he went to a meeting today, like whatever, like in normal times that would have been expected. But we have gotten so beaten down about yeah. our ability to relate to other people, to, to participate in the world. Uh, this is like this small act of Fauci on a, on a Zoom call today is like, oh, my God, this is yeah. incredible. I mean, a message you know. from the world. We're like, welcome back. You know, yeah. um, somebody yeah. somebody from Canada was like, I feel like our crack house neighbor just moved out. It's a really nice family moved in again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you a know, Doc, we were, we, were, we were just saying this morning that, you know, I guess nothing should shock us that will come out about the Trump administration because we thought, oh, there's probably a bad plan or they were implementing it badly. There was no plan for va for vaccine distribution. I mean, get your head around that as a doctor. There was no plan, doctor. I mean, right? The no plan equals huge excess fatalities. Yeah. This is the American tragedy of our generation that we now have as many people died from COVID as we had died in World War II. And we're going to get to the point where we have fatalities equal to what we lost in the Civil War, which is 600,000 or so. And, uh, and I think it's going to be slowed down dramatically by the actions that uh, Biden is taking, which is fantastic. But it's not a magic bullet, as, as I've been saying. It's still going to take a long time to get people vaccinated to fix the systems that were broken or not even ever there. And uh, we're going to get to it. But at least we, we have a, a, a glide path. We know we have direction. We have very competent people in the right positions. We're, we're moving now, and it feels yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's, it's the hope is the new emotion to process now. Um, let's talk about, so Biden unveiled his plan, um, which includes uh, issuing a mask mandate for federal property, and by asking people to wear masks in public for the first 100 days. And I love on Twitter, you know, people love to be cynical and dismissive. Um, someone's tweeted to you, oh, hilarious that you think anyone not doing that already will start because Biden asked them to. Uh, while he's at it, he should ask 50 million Americans to quit smoking, LOL. And you said, good point, but pandemic fatigue is a factor in some relaxation of folks following the guidelines. Maybe Biden's plea will have an effect. Who knows? I mean, and I love the way he puts it, Doc, that it's a mask challenge. And he just says, mask up, be a patriot, man. Like, yeah, just yeah. do it. Do it for your country. I mean, yeah. and nobody has illusions that, you know, 
I, I get it. There's going to be a segment that goes, oh, screw you, you know, that are yeah. the hardcore MAGA. You know, we're not going to do that. Well, what percentage of lives will be saved? Does some percentage of people go, okay. Well, and actually, you know, I, especially after yesterday, Stephanie, I feel like the chances of a lot of people following what he has to say is good. It's much better than I even thought it was going to be. Right. Because he, that whole this this whole introduction of this new team and the phenomenal people they're putting together is literally inspiring. Even for old, you know, cynics like myself, it was like, you know, it's like your eyes were welling up and I feel like I'm back in America and I, you know, there's some real hope here. So I think if Biden says, listen, we're making it mandatory in our federal facilities, on airplanes, whatever else we're going to do, please do your part. Join me for a hundred days. You can do it. I think people are going to be moved by that. I really, really yeah. do. Well, and, I mean, it's uh, like that. It's like that whole concert and thing last night. You just if you I, if you couldn't if a tear didn't come to your eye for that whole thing, you're not. I'm I guess human or American or something because it's just. I think you're right. It's that appeal to real patriotism. And of course, he can't make force people to wear a mask. He's saying, yeah. "Let's do this all together." I mean, because it's also about getting us vaccinated quicker, the economic relief package, obviously, that totals, you know, $2 trillion. Um, He's uh, rejoining the WHO. Um, uh, Biden is creating a position of COVID-19 response coordinator. Um, the same executive order will restore the director, uh, Directorate for Global Health Security and Biodefense, a special response unit within the uh, NSC dedicated to monitoring health threats from around the globe. The Obama administration, as you know, created that and the Trump administration disbanded it. So, you know, we're putting all the mechanisms back in place that should have been there to prevent this and contain this in the first place. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, look, I think. I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity to right this ship. You know, it's like we we went into a place that I actually thought uh, two days ago, even that this is going to be very tough to revert back to what we expect from our country, for God's sakes. And and I think it's going to happen. I really feel optimistic about it, which is an odd feel. You know, I'm, I'm the ultimate half empty glass. You know, and I, it's like I like my half empty thing. If I see here, that's me. But I think things are things are are changing now, and it's it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing, we Karen and I felt very insulted by the extreme right wing and Donald Trump for defining patriotism as those who are you know like like obsessed with Trump and his extremism. Yeah, and I I feel like that was not fair to take away our sense of being. I feel like we're all patriots. We are. Right. We put up an American flag about you know, the day after Trump was elected on our property up here. And, uh, you know, I look at it every day and, you know, damn it. Now I feel like I belong here again. Did you yeah. feel like you were pushed yeah. out? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you well, were- you said it. You said it best on Twitter. You said so Donald Trump, disgraced demagogue, leaves the White House with an insurrection, one final COVID mega spreader event and a badly damaged global reputation for the U.S. in his insane wake. Nobody in history more deserved a sen- more deserves a Senate conviction. Nobody. And I think that's going to be part of our healing, you know, in terms of, of moving on is that we can't just pretend this didn't happen two weeks ago, right? No, I, I was, listen, my, my fantasy was that he would arrive in Mar-a-Lago, get off the plane, and there'd be FBI agents with handcuffs waiting for him at the bottom of the steps. 
it didn't exactly happen, but you know, we'll give him a couple <laughs> Listen, weeks. Yesterday, yesterday was <laughs> enough. I'm not sure we could have yeah. processed all, the, yeah. all that happiness on top of By everything way, else. There's something for day two. Wasn't interesting that uh, there was no coverage of anything uh, to do with his departure and yeah. his arrival. It was glorious. It was glorious. Uh, yes. I think know, there is such a just a national sigh of relief, Doc. I mean, it really is an amazing yeah. feeling, isn't it? And and oh, I, yeah. and I was saying, I literally feel like processing hope and optimism is really new for all of us. We're really know. like, you know, have yeah. PTSD. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, you know, yeah. So now yeah. we reach the free telehealth portion of the program. <laughs> oh, I have I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I think, but, honestly, but, on my examining table here right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but none of us got out of this Trump nightmare unscathed. And as you know, Doc, Travis and Chris and I all got COVID, you know, yeah. um, at the tail end of the Trump mm-hmm. world. And so, you know, I think there are and as you know, there's going to be, and that's what I loved about Biden, too, is the honesty of going, we're in a we're going to be in a dark winter. This is going to get worse before it gets better. We're in yeah. four thousand souls a day being lost i mean 4200 yesterday yeah 4200 is a new record yesterday but but anyway so and there you know there's hundreds of thousands of us like chris and travis and i that are that are dealing with having had covid and that you know there is a pre-existing condition now i guess and we don't know you know what to expect but uh travis did you have a question because i think i feel like we're not just asking for us we're asking this is actually more of a general news question i saw last night also that they're going that biden's going to be doing a review and an audit of all the cdc guidelines for covid as far as that which what what are your thoughts on that and what do you think we might see change there uh, Rochelle Walensky, who's the new CDC director, mm-hmm. a very, very smart uh, infectious disease doctor from uh, Harvard, but she was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal and talking about they're going to go completely over every detail of COVID-related policies line by line and make sure, sure that they're what they should be and that they're also implemented. You know, before... And with the other guy, you know, we had this kind of random collection of policies that weren't being followed or followed through. And this constant uh, concern that the White House was interfering with the CDC's uh, guidelines and directives, which was like an absurd thing. So you you didn't know whether to believe a guideline because it was scientifically valid or because the White House was was, uh, pushing it and it was. And, yes. So, and yeah. that's what concerned me about Stephanie and me. We both go to Kaiser and Kaiser flat out told me that they follow CDC guidelines to the letter on how when we should go back to work, when we should start traveling again, when we're not you know, contagious right. or anything like that still has me a little concerned. Right. Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, wait a minute, was this a legitimate scientifically based exactly. guideline? Or is this something that the White House, for God knows what political yeah. reasons, was pushing? And that uncertainty is very unsettling when it comes to something like this. And mm-hmm. But now we're going to not have that. We're going to have... Well, and Chris and, and, and Chris and I, Doc, as you know, both tested negative two weeks mm-hmm. after testing positive. Right. I haven't... I mean, I've been very lucky. I've <clears> only... <throat> my only symptom really was smell and taste. And that's coming back a little bit slowly. But, you know, we both tested negative and... I feel fine. Chris has a little bit of lingering fatigue, but, um, but that, that's that's starting to go away yeah. as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, like for instance, we don't know, but the latest study says we maybe have eight months of immunity uh, if you, we've had it. So at least that buys us some time. Well, my question is, when is it okay to get the vaccine if you've had COVID? I mean, because I was telling you, my mom 
tested positive. She's had no symptoms and they just vaccinated her. And I'm like, is it okay to vaccinate someone that's positive? But, you know, it is okay. And, and, uh, you know, if we had unlimited supply of vaccine, we would just open up these massive vaccination centers everywhere to come, whether you had that, whether you had the uh, tested positive before or not, whether you were a general citizen of, you know, 35 year old healthy person or whether you're in one of the risk groups, we should just be vaccinating like crazy. You know, 1947, when there was the fear of smallpox coming back, New York City, without going through the state or the federal government, ordered 6 million doses of vaccine. And in six weeks, they they actually vaccinated 6 million uh, New Yorkers. It was incredible. And we could have been doing that here, which I mean, with uh, with uh, COVID, but, uh, you know, it's a big mess. Yeah. And now and our last question is, Travis, as you know, tested inconclusive. Does you think he is there a chance he does not have human DNA, doctor? Is there he he has symptoms? He has no more symptoms, but he has no he has an inconclusive test. He's like Jeff Goldblum in the fly. See, See if he has a navel. Stephanie, check and see if yeah. Travis has check, a Lift your shirt. Lift your shirt. If he shirt. does not, I do indeed. He came from outer space. <laughs> All good. Look, we'll hire Anyway, All good. We, we are very, very lucky and we are very, very grateful to you. Yeah. You've been so yeah. kind about taking time off air to, you know, talk because we, it's scary. It's scary for everybody. It and, is you know, very you, scary. You, and you, you've been our, our national daddy. Yes. You guys have been absolutely great, and I'm so glad everybody's getting better. And, and uh, to people out there that have symptoms or issues, I just wish them well. I, I think we're going to be seeing a whole new day of honesty, transparency, and uh, you know, evidence-based, science-based recommendations yeah. that we'll hopefully all follow. But uh, great oh, here's day a, yesterday, man. Yeah. Here's a genetic question for you. So if you know, my mom, of course, 98, turning 98 tomorrow has no symptoms at all. I've had hardly any symptoms. Um, if Travis and I weren't gay and we were to have sex with his weird DNA, would we pr- produce some sort of superhuman, do you think? Some kind of character? Listen, I think it's worth the experiment. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right, come on, Travis. Let's do this for America. You're wearing your Captain America shirt. You're shooting blinks, Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Love you, Dr. Doom. Bye, Dr. Doom. And scene for happy hour. But uh, listen, kids, you can't, we cannot tell you enough to be safe. We, Travis, Chris, and I all got COVID despite yes. being trying to be really, really safe. Mm-hmm. It is going to be with us for a while. We're in a, a brutal like epicenter out here in California. There are new strains, right? There's mm-hmm. more contagious strains. You've got to get all your tools. You got to get your clean phone, your clean phone wand, your KN95 respirator mask, your uh, hand sanitizer. They have it all at the new deal shop.com. And uh, one of the things we're learning, right? We're new at this. We, we get a free telehealth with Dr. Doom every week, but yes. you can't, you maybe can't do that. So listen to us. You need the real masks. We're right. finding that some masks are better than others. And uh, the, uh, I, the New Deal shop has the FDA authorized KN95 masks with anti-fraud laboring on every single package. You can check it right out, verify it on the website. They're tested right here in the US of A. They provide the most significant level of protection. If you're going anywhere, we don't, right? Chris, we don't, you don't could have gotten it at a, a who knows supermarket at a gas station. I could have gotten it at a bike shop. I mm-hmm. could have gotten it at the airport. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a, the point is you have got to get the real deal masks if you're going out anywhere. The New Deal shop verified, authenticated, FDA 
authorized KN95 masks. Do it now. I'm trying to panic you. Do yes. it now. TheNewDealShop.com. <laughs> TheNewDealShop.com. Hear that? That's the sound of change being cooked up in our schools. Each day, school food professionals throughout California are working to make better meals for our kids, one tray at a time. These meal planning, sauce stirring, taste bud training professionals are making food for students from kindergarten to high school using fresher ingredients and flavors kids love. The secret ingredient to better school food in California? The dedicated professionals who are improving it every day. Learn more about how they're cooking up change at schoolfoodpros.org. Grant provided by California Community College's Chancellor's Office.